Good morning. Didn't they do great? Yeah. Absolutely. I love to see it. I love seeing um, not only young people step up to do the work of God and uh, be about the Father's business, but just people in general uh, to have a willingness to do something that is extremely nerve-wracking um, to the point of sweats and shakes and um, if you've ever stood before an audience and tried to speak or sing or do any of those things you know exactly what I'm talking about or if you've uh, played a sport or anything like that you know exactly how nerve-wracking that can be and how scary and uh, for our young people here at the bridge to be able to step out in faith and say I'm gonna handle the nerves I'm gonna deal with the pressure and deliver, and not only deliver, but deliver very well. Um, uh, I'm very proud, very proud uh, student pastor, and uh, can't, can't praise them enough. I think that's amazing what they're doing. I would have never done that at their age, and um, question uh, doing that at my age. Um, but it's very good to be here. So um, for the, this week and for the next coming weeks, um, we're going to be taking some principles um, from God's gardens in the Bible, mentioned um, throughout the Bible. There's a couple that I want to focus on. Um, I'm sure you could probably think of the first one. What's the first garden that you think of when you think of the Bible? Garden of Eden, yes. So this week we're going to be searching through, trying to find a principle from the Garden of Eden. And uh, if you're not familiar with that story... Um, you can read through Genesis, the earlier parts there, Genesis 2, such as that, um, and you can catch up with that. Um, this week we're just going to read um, in Genesis chapter 2. Um, uh, if you guys have your Bibles or your phone or whatever, you guys want to turn to Genesis chapter 2. Um, we'll be reading verse 4, but going down through verse 8. Um, speaking of Genesis, I have a really bad joke. You guys want to hear a bad joke? Yes. Hallelujah. Um, so um, God had made, uh, you know, the, the lights, the, the day and the night, and he went back to heaven. He's talking to his angels, and he said, man, I just, I just did like 24 hours of light and darkness. He's like, what do, you, what do you think about that? That's pretty amazing, right? And the angels are like, yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, what are you going to do next? And he said, well, I think I'll just call it a day. I'm going to let that one set there for you guys for a little bit. That's an Albie joke, if I've ever heard one. Um, but anyway, jokes are fun. I like jokes. So if you're, if you're there, Genesis uh, 2, verses 4 through 8, we'll read them together, um, and then we'll pray. Um, verse 4, When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. Um... For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Say cultivate. Can I hear you say it better than that? Cultivate. JR did this. I like that. Um, you know, it's exciting. You get one hand up there. It's pretty fun. So cultivate um, the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land, which is kind of interesting, right? There's no rain coming down. It's all coming up from the ground. That's different. 
Um, then the Lord God formed uh, man for, uh, from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed uh, the man that he had made. Let's pray together. Uh, Father, thank you for this awesome group of people that have uh, come together um, to learn about you, to maybe find something in this service to help them live a better life, a life that um, just speaks Jesus into other people's lives. God, we pray that you would help us in this time to open our minds, open our ears, open our hearts, help us to focus and really understand exactly what your spirit is saying to us in this moment. God, we thank you for our students here at the bridge who are willing to go forth and, and carry on your message and, and be about your business. We are so, so thankful for them. We just ask blessings upon their life. We ask that you would be with us today and let us have a fun time in Jesus' name. Amen. So this week's uh, learning principle is going to be learning to cultivate. Let me hear that word again. Cultivate. cultivate. Very good. So we're going to be learning about cultivating. Any, any farmers in here? Anybody grow a garden in here? Gardeners? Raising the tomatoes. I remember being um, not a gardener, but my mother and my father, we would set out uh, a small garden with like a couple rows of tomatoes, some corn. Um, I always wanted to do the hot peppers. They didn't like hot peppers, but I would always sneak them in, you know what I mean? And uh, then I'd get dad to eat one. He'd get mad at me. And uh, it was just a, it was a yearly thing. Um, but, you know, it was fun. That's what you do as a kid. You sneak in the hot peppers. Um, so, but um, it was a great time, and it would be very impossible to plant seeds. Well, not impossible, but it's harder to plant your seeds and have them grow properly without cultivating the ground first. Would you say? Would you agree with that? Any farmers in the land agree with that? You can kind of just throw your seeds anywhere you want. Sometimes they'll grow. Sometimes they won't but the land's cultivated just right and you got the situation perfect, then that's when things work perfectly. So this week we're going to look at the, um, the principle of cultivating not only just the ground, but cultivating a people group, a lost people, people who need Jesus, helping to cultivate um, them as people so that Jesus can enter in and plant a seed, or we can plant a seed and Jesus can cause the growth, or however that works. Uh, we want to be able to open people's hearts and minds to the message of Jesus Christ. So um, I have an acrostic. Does anybody know what an acrostic is? Maybe? Yeah. I'm sure some of you know. Okay, if you don't know what an acrostic is, um, an acrostic is a, uh, it's like a composition of letters on a line that spell out a word. So it could be like, if we had an example, Brittany's not in here, but if I, if I was going to have one, it would be like, like the word bit, B-I-T. It could be Brittany is terrible. Um, you know, that would be a good one that you could have. Um, and uh, so that's an acrostic. So... It could be like um, if Andrea was here, it could be aid, um, A-I-D, uh, Andrea is dumb, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, those are the two that come to mind um, whenever I think of acrostics. But 
they're really, they're like mnemonic devices to kind of help you remember and learn. And so I want to use an acrostic today with the word cultivate, and we're going to go through each one, each line, and we'll just pick out things and we'll pick out principles from each one. So the first one is a C, and that's going to stand for caring. Caring about what God cares about. If you want to cultivate, if you want to reach other people, you want to make the bridge grow, you want to help your friends come to Jesus, we need to cultivate. And the first thing that we have to be able to do is care about others. Caring about what God cares about. In Luke 2, there's a story um, where Jesus um, is kind of lost by his parents. Um, and uh, any parents in here ever lose kids in a department store or the grocery store? <laughs> yes. I, I know uh, Pastor Ben always tells the, the wonderful story of Bonnie uh, being in the department store, and they ran off from her, and they couldn't, she couldn't find them, and they were hidden in, the, I think, a clothes, one of those clothes racks, I think is what it was. And uh, there she was freaking out. I can just imagine Bonnie being very scared, not being able to find poor little Howie and little Pastor Ben. Um, being goobers in the clothes racks. I used to hide in those things, too. A great place to hide. But they lose him, and when they finally find him, he's in the temple preaching and teaching. And they question him, and they're like, why did you run off? Where would you go? And he said, why are you questioning me? Don't you know that I have to be about my father's business? I have to be about my father's business. Jesus, at a very young age, is sold out to carry out his father's business. And what is his father's business? Well, that's reaching others, discipling others, teaching others, bringing people to the knowledge of him and having them understand that he loves them, he cares about them, and he has a plan for their life. Jesus is carrying this out at a very young age. Genesis 2 tells us that we have to cultivate that there's no people to cultivate the ground, so there's no growth. It is our job as Christians to help other people with growth, to help cultivate the ground, cultivate their hearts, help to prepare a situation to where they can begin to learn and grow and share um, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. We must care about our father's business and be about it. We must care. So the C is care. Number two is a U, and that is understanding. So C, U, understanding. Understanding where people are coming from. Now this one's one that um, if you attempt to cultivate or be around people that are not Christians for very long, this one's one that can get kind of uh, uh, worrisome at times. Um, especially with the knowledge that not every single person that you run into was raised in God-fearing Lewis County, Kentucky. Um, there are people out there, whether you know it or not, that have a lot of differing viewpoints than you. They don't believe like you do. They wasn't raised the way you were raised. And uh, every other Thursday, I get the wonderful opportunity to go to a church uh, in Portsmouth. It's the Cornerstone Methodist Church. And I get the opportunity to go there and uh, minister to a huge group of addicts, like a huge group, like a monstrous. It's like 250 of these addicts. They all come together from different houses. And uh, they come into this church building, and um, they feed them cookies and give them coffee, and, you know, they caffeine them up and sugar them up, and it's great. 
And then they get to come in, and we do worship songs, they do a message, they try to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to these people. And there are times when I'm walking into this church that I hear, because <laughs> they're all standing outside smoking, right? Like, they're all coming in, they're busted in, they have to smoke, so they're outside smoking. And you hear them saying things that I would never say on a church grounds. Um, you hear them talking about things that are unsavory, and, you, and, and I'm like, oh, me, my little sheltered Lewis County and church kidness is like, <laughs> what? You said that in church? You can't say that in church, you know what I mean? Like that, that, it completely blows my mind some of the things that I hear. And this past Thursday, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there in the church and I always go up, I do a sound check with my guitar and things. And then I usually go down and I pray at the altar. And then I, I go back and take my seat. And, and this week I was very heavy hearted and I was going down to pray and I and the pray I prayed that the prayer I prayed that day instead of asking God to help me to calm my nerves to you know whatever um, let me forget that this is not about how terrible I am but how great God is um, instead of that it was more God am I supposed to be here <laughs> talking to these people because they don't seem to be getting it from what I can hear Am I helping them at all? Am I doing anything that is a benefit to them by being here? Because it just makes me uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. I'm scared. I'm nervous. It just makes me so uncomfortable to be there. And, um, and I didn't get an answer right away. I didn't get an answer right away. I didn't get an answer until last night as I was um, just going over this sermon. I was talking about or I was thinking about understanding others and understanding where people are at and meeting people where they are in their walk in life and the story of Peter came to me where in Acts 10 he is showed a bunch of food and and to him these foods are unclean and he said I can't eat that God it's unclean to me and God said don't you dare call something that's unclean that I made clean and so when I'm sitting there looking at these people who have never been raised in church, who don't understand that it's not proper etiquette to be respectful and not to, not to uh, curse and, and say those things or say the things that they were talking about in the church, instead of me judging them and saying, oh, that makes me feel a certain type of way, I should be opened up in my heart and saying, well, they don't understand. They might be, to me, unclean, but to God, they're clean and he loves them. And it's not my job to say whether they should be saying those things at that moment or not. It's my job to be understanding that they may not be where I'm at in my walk. That they may not understand what I understand. And it's my job to help them. I have to be understanding. We must be understanding as people, as Christians. Understand that people aren't like you. And they may not think like you. But God can do a work in them whether you think it's possible or not. The three, uh, the third letter is an L, and that stands for love. And I don't think I need to really go into uh, to a whole lot of uh, explanation about love. Uh, loving for, love people, loving everyone. Um, our job here as, as Christians is to love God, love people. And uh, we believe here at the bridge that it's faith, hope, and love. 
You know, it's that simple. That's what it is. And uh, we want to uh, love people, and you cannot cultivate the ground of other people's hearts and help them to grow unless you love them first. Love them where they're at in their walk, being understanding and loving. Uh, the fourth one is a T, and that one's timing. Um, having proper timing to reach people or to share your message is crucial. Now, some people wait for that perfect moment. If you're like me, I've always been guilty of saying, I'm waiting for them to say something. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait for them to say something, then I'm going to pounce. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell them about God. I'm going to tell them how great God is. I'm going to wait for them to, I'm gonna wait for them to, to go through a trial or something, and then I'm going to pounce. And I'm going to be like, hey, well, God gives peace and strength and hope and love and blah, blah, blah. But honestly, sometimes that's just an excuse for me not to share my faith. <laughs> like, sometimes I'm just scared. And uh, I'm just using that. I'm waiting for the right time uh, as an excuse to not do it right now. Um, and I think we're all guilty of that. But waiting for the right time, it can be crucial. And you don't want to just be that person that is just beating people over the head with the, with the Word of God all the time. And, and you don't, you know, I don't want to be known as that kind of guy. I want to be loving, caring, understanding. Um, but in Timothy, Second uh, Timothy four two, it says that we should preach the word of God and be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Be prepared always to share your faith with people. Waiting for the right time may not come. The timing may not always be perfect, but we need to uh, realize that we can minister in ways and we can create opportunities ourselves. And you know what? We can pray. We can pray. And ask God to show us and lead us into those perfect moments to share our faith. Um, I've done that so many times. I've been like, God, right before I'll go meet with somebody, I'll be like, God, give me the opportunity to, to share my faith with this person. And uh, when that's on my mind, then I'm waiting for the correct moment. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. When I'm not even praying and asking God to help me to see the right moment, I'm never going to see it. Having the right timing is very crucial. We must have good timing if we want to cultivate the soil. Number five, the fifth word is an I, and that stands for inviting um, and invite. So uh, we must invite others. Another thing that an I stands for is uh, Isabella. And uh, so if you guys will welcome Isabella, she's going to come and she's going to speak about inviting others. Good morning and hello everyone. My name is Isabella, as you heard, I stands for Isabella. <laughs> and Dusty has asked me to come up here and tell you a little bit about how I've shared my faith. Dusty was helping me come up with ideas and stories and he was like, why not talk about Mr. Owens? So that's who we're gonna talk about. I was in seventh grade and they had given us these cards and Leslie was like, hand out your five cards to people you want to come to church. And so I went to school, and I went to Sammy's room, and he was like, Isabella, you should tell Mr. Owens to come to church. And I was like, that is a great idea. So I gave him one of my cards, and then I proceeded to tell him how cool the bridge is, because we are awesome. He didn't show up immediately, and I pretty much forgot about the card. And then one day, he like showed up, and I was like, wow, it's Mr. Owens, guys. 
Sure, him and Sammy. Sure, him and Sammy are like best friends, but I really think my card got him here. And now he and his wife attend regularly, and about two weeks ago, he got baptized at our creek service. It's kind of like a wow moment to see someone grow in their faith because you shared yours. And I like to think we should all do it, not just to be nice, but because God said it's what we as Christians should be doing all the time. Romans chapter 5 verse 2 says, Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand, and we can confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Here in this verse, we can see that we don't deserve to go to heaven, but Jesus changed all of that. So if we joyfully get to go to heaven, shouldn't we share his word with more people so they can join us too? James chapter 2, verse 26 says, For as the body without spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Now, I'm sure a lot of us have heard this verse at least once, but we need to comprehend that not doing anything to show our faith not spreading, or not spreading his word means it's dead. And I don't know about you, but I want my faith to live. I want other people to be in heaven with me, which is why it is so important that we spread his word, because you never know how much you could change and help someone's life. I hope what I've said today has helped someone, and remember how important sharing your faith really is. Great. Isabella is my student leader here at our uh, Bridge Youth Ministry. And uh, man, how great is it to have a student leader like Isabella who's willing to help and do the things that she does. I, like I said, I would have never done that. Um, so great job, Isabella. Excellent. And uh, Mr. Owens, you're a famous man. You are. And uh, that's great. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. We must invite, um, what is, there's like a jokey statistic that says like 99% of the people you don't invite never come. Um, and it's true. You know, if you don't invite people, they're not going to be here. So invite, invite them. We have to invite as people. Number six, uh, the sixth letter is a V. And that for me uh, is going to stand for validate. Um, a lot of people um, have fears, concerns about coming to a church. Um, it's weird, it's kind of weird to say it, but like the church is kind of a place that has almost a bad reputation at times. Um, we get to be called judgmental people or hypocritical people. Um, we are looked at as people who are not understanding of human rights and what that looks like in the world today. And um, that's just not true. And I think it's our job as Christians to show and to validate fears and concerns and help people understand that the church isn't a place of judgment. The church is a place of love, um, understanding, caring uh, of, of a community of people who aren't perfect. There's not a single person in this room who didn't mess up this week and do something they shouldn't have done. Not a single one. We are not perfect. I've never claimed to be perfect. Pastor Ben has never claimed to be perfect. Pastor Leslie has never claimed to be perfect, and we will not. 
It's because we're not. We're all messed up. And we're just trying to make our way to Jesus. And we're trying to get closer to Him. And we're willing to do what we have to do to get there. But man, we're going to trip and we're going to fall and we're going to stumble. But we're going to keep growing. We're going to keep learning and spreading the word of Jesus and letting people know that it is about faith, hope, and love. It is about sharing, caring, and being kind and giving people love and also teaching and discipling and all these different things as well. But validating fears, concerns. If they have questions, answer the questions. If you don't know, reach out to somebody here at the bridge who does know. We'll be so glad to answer some questions for people if they have any if they have any concerns about how the service is or what they're expecting when they walk in the doors. We would love to answer those questions. We want to be able to validate fears, concerns. So V, we must validate our guest concerns. Number seven is an A, and that stands for abiding. Abiding with the people through their journey. So many times I see people invite folks to church, and I hope there's nobody in here right now. I don't want to step on anybody's toes. But so many people, I see people invite people to church, right? And they'll bring them, they'll come, they'll finally come to the door, and then you, you don't even sit with them. <laughs> it's like uh, they come in, and, uh, and you're like, here, I did it. I got them here. Save them. <laughs> you know, like, uh, and then we're like, okay, we'll try that. But that's not how it should be. If you're going to invite people, you should love them enough and care about them enough to be with them through the journey of being here, to, to walk in with them, to wait for them outside as they come in, or to, to introduce them to some of your friends, to sit next to them. I promise you that they didn't come here because, uh, just because Pastor Ben preached really awesome lit messages, okay, even though he does. They didn't come here for that. They didn't come here because uh, Pastor Leslie sings like a heavenly bird. They didn't come here for that, okay? They, didn't, they came here because, because they want to hear Derek, play the bass. He, and they want to see me play the drums. You know, that's why they came. No, they came because <laughs> they came because you invited them. You, you're the key. You, they came because of you. And if you get them here and then abandon ship, they're going to abandon ship too. They're going to be like, okay, well, I came, and they just was like, didn't even care I was here, whatever. They talked to me for four weeks about this, and then they left me sitting here by myself. That's great. Sit with your friend. Sit with your person. We must abide with our guests. Don't just leave people hanging. Don't leave them high and dry. They came because of you. A, abide. The eighth letter is a T, and that stands for train. So what's next for your invitee? The person that you finally got to get here, or you finally got them here, what's next? Um, the next steps, I strongly encourage people here at the bridge, whether you've been here for a long time or you're just starting out, to attend a connection group. Connection groups here are amazing. We have some really great ones coming up here pretty soon. And uh, Elizabeth, she, raise your hand, Elizabeth. This is Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Um, she heads up our connection groups. If you have any questions about what a connection group is, what that looks like, how that works, what groups are currently happening, get with her. She can let you know that. Also, we have the information on the Bridge Church Facebook page. Um, I think there's three right now, right? 
three that's getting ready to come up. Um, there's a crime junkie one that my wife is leading. I'll be in the back there. Um, if you like crime, you're a true crime fan, she's getting ready to do one of those. And uh, she's very excited about it. I'm excited about it. I'm not going to be a part of it, I don't think. But I'm excited that she's excited, you know. And then we got uh, Dee Likens here, and her son Dylan is going to be doing a, what's it called? Yeah? Really? Now see, that sounds even cooler. So you're going to take old 90s music and make it into like, yes. Yes. That's really cool. I was in a band with uh, Bailey's dad at one point, and we did that. And uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, we would take these old, you know, 90s songs that were just groovy, man, you know? Groovy. And uh, we would... <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. That's cool. And then we also have, there's another one. What's the other one? Um, oh, yeah, the foodies. Yes, so they're going to be taking a uh, different restaurant each week, right, and going and eating at a new restaurant, eating new things. I love food, man. I'm all about it, um, as you can clearly see. Um, and, um, and so I love it, dude. That's going to be a great one. Actually, probably we'll go to that one because I'm going to eat a lot of food. And I like doing it in different places, you know. I'm going to go here and eat. It's like what vacation's all about, right? You go to another place just to eat a bunch of food. Um, so that's what it's all about. So training. There are uh, other steps that we can also take is water baptisms. We just had two weeks in a row at the creek where we did water baptisms. I know that those are behind us now. But at any point, if you ever decide, man, I really want to get baptized, don't be like, oh, got to wait till the next one. Don't do that. Come talk to us. We will help you in that journey. We will help you get baptized, whether that's in a pool, in a creek, in a pond. I don't, I don't know. I've never done a pond before. Pastor Ben maybe has done a pond. Um, but we've done a lot of things, and we'll help you get baptized. That's the next step that your guests can take, that you can take. Um, there are the I Belong classes that you can do here at the bridge that will help you learn more about who we are as a church. Um, it'll help you... Um, learn about um, the structure, the assemblies of God, the different things that we believe. If you want to get involved in ministry, all these different things, the I Belong classes are where it's at. Um, I actually just had an, a bridge attendee come through the I Belong classes. They came over to my house. We ate pizza, hung out, and uh, we learned about uh, the church and about how you can grow and how you can learn. Like, it was awesome. And it doesn't have to be, I'm not saying at my house, there's all kinds of people that, that do those classes, and you can learn with people that you're comfortable with. It's, it's a lot of fun. But those are ways that you can grow and that your guests can also grow as well. We want to train our guests. We want to train them, help them understand, not just bring them here and leave them. We want to bring them, train them. And then the ninth one and the last one is empower. It's an E. It stands for empower. We must empower our guests and our friends and our family um, to be about the Father's business, just like Jesus was in the very beginning of this sermon, where Jesus was out being about his Father's business. He was preaching the word. He was doing what he needed to do. We must empower others to do the same thing. When Jesus left the world, he left the earth, and he said, go, make disciples, and baptize. But he said, go, make disciples, and baptize. That's our job as Christians. 
We are to go. We are to empower others to go. It's not just the pastor's job to go. It's not just the worship pastor's job to go. It's not the students, only the students. It's not only uh, the people. It's everybody, everyone. It's our job to go, to make disciples, to empower our guests. And we can do that by giving them a job, giving them something to do, something to carry out something to be a part of. It's awesome to feel a part of a group. It's an amazing feeling. Why do you think there are support groups? Why do you think there's AA meetings, NA meetings, church, all these different things? Being a part of a community of people, community of believers, community of people who are like-minded is so strengthening. And I encourage each and every one of you who have been here, to, who are here today, who have been here in the past, who have been coming, it is so important to keep coming, to keep growing, to keep connecting with people around you who are like-minded to you, or maybe they're not like-minded to you, and you can learn something from them. Maybe they're further along in the journey, and you can get close to them, and they can help you learn and grow. It's important that we keep empowering other people to share the message of Jesus Christ. If we want to see our church grow, if we want to see the kingdom of heaven grow, we have to empower other people to help it grow. Cultivate. The C is care, U, understanding. The L is love. The T is timing. The I is invite. The V is validate. A, abide, T, teach, E, empower, cultivate. Everybody say cultivate. cultivate. Very good. We must, uh, we must keep cultivating the ground and cultivating those people around us. If you guys would uh, really quickly, um, actually you guys can remain seated. I'm just going to pray over you guys really quickly. Um, I, I want to be able to pray that God will strengthen you, um, that he will help you uh, invite others, that he will help you um, cultivate, cultivate the ground of other people's lives, um, that he would uh, um, strengthen you in your walk with Jesus. So if you would, um, Father God, thank you for these amazing people. God, these people made a decision this morning. They said, I want to go to church. And I don't know, Father, why they made that decision. I don't know if it's because it was out of habit, because this is just what we do. We go to church on Sunday, or maybe they thought for a second that I'm going to hear something today to change my life, or maybe they thought I need to do something different because the things I'm doing right now aren't working. God, I don't know why you brought them here, but God, all I do know is that you love them and that you care about their life and that, God, their journey is important to you. And where they are in life, you're right there with them. And that you will be with them through the good and through the bad, you'll be right there. God, I pray that you would give them all strength. God, I pray that you would give them encouragement. I pray that you would give them understanding. And I pray, God, that, that you would help them to see others and understand where they are in their walk. And not just judge them, 
or say mean things or say that someone else will reach them. God, help us to understand that what you've called clean, we shouldn't call unclean. Let us reach out to the world. Let us share your message with each and every single person that we come into contact with. God, let us grow your kingdom for your sake, not for our sake, not just so we can say, hey, we had a huge number at church on Sunday. Well, we don't care about that. God, we care about you. We care about lives being radically transformed through your grace. Who cares about attendance numbers? I care about people's lives being changed. God, help us to see lives changed. And help us to get people in a situation where their hearts can be impacted by your word. Because we love them and you love them. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.